Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike here with BeastNet, and this week we've got Be- uh, the Beast Report. And this month we've got Rachel Lotz, Lotz, I knew I'd mess it up, Rachel Lotz and Kim, Col- <laughs> Kim Collins. So, Kim, go ahead and you, you, the Beast Report, your baby. Yes. Well, hi, Rachel. This is an uh, exciting year. We have, you're one of the newest ambassadors, and uh, it's just going to be a really neat 2019. And so, you know, if you like, um, maybe if you want to just say a little quick thing about you and what you like and maybe your races that you have coming up this season, and then we'll jump into the questions. Cool. Sounds good. Um, well, thanks for having me. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't really know what I like besides racing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think anything outdoors. I mean, living in Oregon, I have the the mountains to go snowboarding, and then the ocean and hiking. Um, really, anything. <laughs> um, I guess the the races I have coming up this year. Um, I have Muddy Valentine coming up and Dirty Leprechaun. Um, kind of scaling it back this year and just doing mainly endurance races. Um, I've got CSU Iron in May and then um, a few other ones throughout the year. So Great. And I was looking uh, besides, you know, the other races that you did, is it two Agogi Santa Death Race last year? Yeah, um, I did the, oh, actually yeah. the last Vermont Agogi that they offered last summer, and then the death race like two weeks after, and then the Mongol oh. Agogi. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, and those two just a couple weeks apart. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. What was, it was kind of a, it's got a dumb 2 a.m. decision. <laughs> oh gosh, but still, what an adventure. My goodness. Oh. There's got to be so much in that that you just, you know, love and you have these, you know, takeaways. But is there anything you can pinpoint that really stood out for you during one of those? Um, I'd say the, just the community of endurance. I mean, obviously everyone races and starts out that way. But we're a bunch of weirdos that I think are kind of sadistic in our own way. Um, I mean, obviously, who hangs out with each other for three days on no sleep in the middle of nowhere? Um, But I definitely think the community that I've kind of grounded myself to in the endurance world has definitely kept me coming back. Oh, it is great. It's amazing, isn't it? So how do you, because I haven't done one that's that long, and it just baffles me how you can go that long without sleep and continue to do these physical exercises and activities and how do you get through that you just zombie your way through and (laughs) oh yeah definitely um i mean the last day out of each of those events you're kind of just hanging on for dear life a little bit um (laughs) while i was actually in mongolia our last task i'm pretty sure i fell asleep the entire time um we had to build like the kind of thing out of twigs and I was supposed to hold like 
the knot together so someone could tie off the knot and I kept falling asleep so I mean obviously oh, no. your your skill and your knowledge <laughs> really I mean, good for right. any basic letter <laughs> skills are gone <laughs> oh I bet um, my goodness I don't know, at least for me, like, I never did any, uh, like, all-nighters in college, so I really had no preparation going into sleep deprivation. I don't think anyone really can. Um, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to take a little recovery, you know, to get back after that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and they say, like, after 70 hours or so, I think you start losing brain cells when you stay up too late so I'm pretty sure oh. after the first to go I lost a few brain cells <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't afford to lose any <laughs> oh gosh well let's start uh, with the questions here for and the first one is what was your first OCR race and what made you decide to try it uh, my my first race was 2016 um, I did the Seattle Super, and um, I mean, my dad and I had always kind of talked about doing this OCR thing. Um, I don't think it was really talked about much yet in the sports world, and my dad one day just called me up and was like, um, I bought us a Groupon, so hopefully you're free this weekend because we're going to Seattle. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. is so cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that's we so just went fun. and ran around. <laughs> oh, and ran around. I love that you did that with yeah. your dad. That is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's see. So how has OCR helped you overcome challenges? Um, well, I'd say I guess I'll just kind of reiterate what I wrote in uh, my answers earlier. Um, especially in the endurance world, I found like, um, time hacks and like things you are given a lot of choices in life and then you're given a lot of choices in the races that you make, um, especially in endurance with the time hacks. Uh, I found mm -hmm. that kind of let the little things go in life. Um, I always grew up pretty much a hot-headed Italian, um, so I kind of, had a really bad temper growing up and actually I found that racing has helped me kind of relax with that and to not sweat the little things so to let things go um and mm. at the end of the day like you're gonna have an outcome and it might not necessarily be what you want but it's not the end of the world so yeah nice neat that's amazing the things we learn about ourselves if we go through this and and uh, I, it's really just so terrific all the way around. And, and um, that kind of brings to the next one. You talked about a little bit about the community, but what do you love most about the OCR community? Yeah, I guess um, definitely their endurance world, just because you spend three days in, like, middle of nowhere <laughs> with people right. that you haven't met before and that you don't know. And I think it's kind of just this, like, not unwritten rule, but just a general understanding that you walk away from um, with just a better understanding of, like, each other and yourself um, and having these, like, lifelong friends over, created over the course of three days. So. 
Oh, I bet. I bet. And you probably keep in touch still, I'm sure. And yeah, um, that's another nice thing, too, is um, most of the events I've done are on the East Coast. But um, I think anyone who races anywhere, really, regardless if it's Spartan or not, um, we have family everywhere. I mean, I know people in different countries because of the Mongolian and Gogi and then all over the U.S. that I think it's pretty wow. amazing being able to go to an, an event and a race of any kind, really, and knowing someone. Um, regardless mm -hmm. if you went there with them or not, or you knew them from years ago. Um, I think that's pretty amazing that we have this tight-knit community. I mean, obviously, Beast OCR is a huge one for us here, but knowing yeah. that so many people are a part of this. It really is amazing, isn't it? You go, you almost see somebody that you've met before or know at anywhere you go. It's just amazing. Right. Well, and it's kind of nice, too, being like, I know that you want to push yourself and make yourself better. So it's kind of just like a general understanding and appreciation and I guess respect mm -hmm. for everyone doing this. Like we all come from different backgrounds with different abilities that um, it's nice that we all have this in common regardless of how we approach it. Right. I love that part. Yep. It brings us all together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so. <laughs> So, uh, who inspires you? Um, I'd probably say the women that race in OCR. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's kind of like a, a man-run sport, but I feel like we're pretty badass. Um, especially mm -hmm. uh, in endurance races, not many women show up that when we do show up, like, I just want to give everyone hugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are some amazing people out there, boy, I tell you. Yeah, Aww. and I mean, I'm, I feel like one of the younger people that I know, but like a lot of moms and like people in like 30s, 40s, 50s that I'm like, you guys are kick ass. Like my dad now is in his 60s and he started racing when he was in his 60s. Uh, I just like. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is. How many races has he done now? Um, I want to. He hasn't raced recently, but I want to say like six or seven. So. Wow. A decent amount. That yeah. Is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Does he do other sports? I like just r road running or things like that too. Um, not as much anymore. He ruptured. Um, something in his back or a disc or something. So he's just okay. getting back into even walking. Um, right. But yeah, he did a lot of sports and kind of facilitated me getting into sports when I was younger and things like that. So. Oh, that's so neat. Oh. Yeah. So what is your favorite OCR memory? Um, I would definitely have to say one of the toughest as much as I remember, <laughs> the death race, um, <laughs> oh, completing great. that last year. Wow. Yeah, that had to have been something else. Wow. And that was, uh, how many hours was that? That was over 70 hours, too, I am assuming. Um, I think it was like 65, 60, okay. like two and a half days. Right yeah. after. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. What do you do, like, the first thing you do when you're done? I mean, do you probably go and get burgers or something yummy to eat and then just sleep? I don't even remember what I did. 
Um, oh. oh yeah, I felt like I didn't, I didn't change any of my clothes. I just remember, um, obviously we, we crawled, we did that uh, Guinness World Record that I had the medic um, like cut off part of my pants and I iced my knees and fell asleep like on a cot in the back of like oh. Joe DeSena's farm and like fell asleep in a corner for like eight hours. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't didn't eat, I didn't do anything. I was like, wake me up when we need to leave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sleep, that's priority, yeah. (laughs) Well, after that point, it was like, I had this skull in my hand that we had to put back together that, honestly, you just kind of, like, shut down. I mean, I guess your body does it more for you than your choice. Um, right. but yeah, I didn't care about eating. I didn't care about anything. I didn't even touch my phone, like just fell asleep. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> that is something. So let's see, this is always kind of fun. So tell us something about yourself that may be kind of unknown and it doesn't have to be OCR related, but it can be. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a tough one to figure out. Um, I guess kind of simple. Uh, I actually really hate strawberry and cherry artificial flavors. So for all those people out there who love like pink Starburst, I'm your I'm your girl because oh. I hate pink Starburst and I will trade for the yellow ones. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I know who to trade with then. <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel like I'm that. the only person on this planet who likes the yellow Starburst. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Oh, why? Uh, I like peanut butter mayonnaise sandwiches, so that's a little. <laughs> you just peanut butter is always a good fail face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and even God. during like endurance events, um, like all those goos, and I feel like those like energy blocks. They always have like oh, gross right. strawberry and cherry flavors that oh. I would rather like not eat than eat one of those. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, you know you're right. Those are kind of strong and oh, they need to get one. They remind me of like cocker. Yeah, you know you're right. Those are pretty pretty syrupy and strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. So we already talked about your goals for 2019 for the most part, what's coming up and everything. Do you have anything else more towards the end of the year you're thinking of? And I remember seeing you at the Um, Dallas Ultra. So thinking of that uh, one again, maybe? um, I'm not doing anything in October because um, I've kind of dialed down everything this year. I'm Aiming for Go Rock selection in October, so that's uh-huh. kind of my big one this year. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is great. Wow. Yeah. That would be exciting. So when do you find out? For selection? Yes. Um, that one, I mean, I've already signed up for that. It's just that one's notorious for having, like, blackout classes and no one really passing ever um oh wow i mean again kind of back to the whole like women inspire me only one female has ever passed selection so i'm aiming to be number two so that's really my like number one for this year 
for sure. Oh, that's exciting. That'll be really neat. Wow. Yeah, but I am headed with Jenna um, to Breckenridge Ultra this year. So fingers crossed Ooh. for that one because it's definitely not as flat as Dallas. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely have a few hills there. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, that'll be that'll be an exciting one to do, too. That'll be a good challenge, that's for sure. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like two days after. Well, really, Jenna and I ran the um, Dallas Ultra together, and the whole way I was like, I'm never going to do an Ultra again. This is bullshit, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like two days after, I was like, okay, let's do another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is you that way. It's like, this is terrible. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. I got to do that again. <laughs> well, I'm staring oh. at like your buckle on the wall. It's like, okay, I kind of want another one of those. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, that is actually all the questions I had. Um, if there's anything you wanted to add, or Mike, if there's something that uh, you're curious about or wanted to ask. Not that I can think of. I mean, is there anything you want to mm -hmm. add, Rachel? Just anything you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not, um, not, not really. I mean, I'm an open book to anyone that has questions, but I don't really like to necessarily talk about myself. So. <laughs> That's what the whole thing's supposed to be, is you talking about yourself. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess I do have one question. What What made you do the Adobe? Or not the Adobe, the, the whatever. The Adobe. Adobe. My brain, I've been dealing with computer stuff <laughs> for like four days, so the Adobe. What, what, what made you do it? Um, I think just endurance in general just always chasing that like harder event that it was like okay i'd done like a hurricane heat i'd done a 12 hour and i knew no 24 hours were coming up that i knew of so it was just kind of like why not <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i guess is yeah i don't know <laughs> it's always like what's the bigger badder event that you can do and i don't know i feel like not many 24-year-olds are out there doing the gogies that it was kind of like, let's do it. Let's book a flight in Vermont. A challenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you do it again? Um, uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about the gogi format and the changes that have been made this year. Um, mm. Probably not. Just because I've done two, that after a while, it's like, okay. Um, but yeah. all of them are going to be international from now on. Um, the Gogi is not returning to Joe Jacena's farm in Vermont. So yeah. I guess just time versus money versus I've done two of these things already. That I think, like, the two that came out for this year are Africa and the Greek Isles. That I'd rather just go on vacation mm -hmm. there. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think everyone should do it at some point in their life, even if you DNF. And I think just knowing what you're capable of and having people around you to push you past your limit and to really 
truly push you. I mean, it's a group event. Um, no one wants to see you yeah. fail. Um, that, yeah, I think everyone should do it at some point. Well, on that same note, would you do the death race again? I really wish I had more PTO time this year to sign up for it. Totally. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, this year is teams, so I don't, I feel like teaming up, even though I know a lot of people who would be great teammates, like, that's a lot of pressure on the other person, too. Yeah, it is. You really have to trust <laughs> that teammate, because if they, they make a mistake, you're both out. Well, and that's the thing, too, yeah. is, um, like, you're supposed to have a teammate, I think, by February 1st, and I'm just interested to see what all the consequences are for those people who don't have teammates at all or who miss the deadline that it's again kind of a lot like life there's consequences <laughs> yeah there's right. always consequences yeah. Yeah. well and it's kind of like the simple basic like follow directions i mean obviously the death race is there to kind of mess you up and question yourself but at the end of the day like you have a choice you can do a or b and like just pick one and like go full-heartedly into that choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the few endurance events I've done, it always seems like there's you have choices, but there's consequences, and you just you follow directions. That's about it. Right. Follow directions and don't ask questions. Right. Well, at the end of the day, like they really don't want to make you miserable. At least not in Hurricane Heat in twelve hours. Like they don't that if you follow the task, like you'll you'll get there faster. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for someone who wanted to do the gogi or one of those, what would be your, or even the death race, what would be your advice? What would you tell them to, I mean, you know, I, to follow direction and all that, but what else would you, is there any other advice you would give them? Um, I guess do your research. Um, I mean, a year ago, I didn't really, I signed up, I think my first gogi last February, but like just research. Um, now there's a lot of like mandatory gear and there's mandatory knots that you have to know that it's just like come prepared. I mean, like you would come to a job interview, like make sure you have A, B, and C done. Um, I mean, it's an event, like at the end of the day, yeah, if they cut you, you're the one that like is you suffer, but they're just there to make you better that doing your research is only going to make you excel more and you enjoy the event more. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of information out there. I mean, type in a gogi, ask people, um, send a lot of Facebook messages, become friends with people. We're really not scary. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things though. It's it's hard sometimes. I think because we were always like when I first started doing any of the the hurricane heats, the first thing they tell you is don't ask questions. <laughs> and it's hard right. because well, people think... don't realize it's like don't ask questions of the staff. You can ask questions of everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I remember coming into my first hurricane heat was also 2016 in Washougal. And I was like, Dad, I have no idea what the hell this thing is, but it looks kind of cool. And uh, apparently you get this, like, dog tag and a patch. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I went into – I mean, I feel like no one really – researches hurricane heat which is okay i mean i i think you can kind of tough it out and get the general gist but 
there's just so much information now on the internet that you spend a few minutes and read it. Like the pretty much where I found my most research was someone wrote how they failed the um, I think it was the Ireland agogi because they didn't pass the not test at check-in. And I want to say like 60% yeah. of the participants weren't allowed to start because of the not. Oh. That, that uh, the pamphlet that you can download on Spartan's website tells you what knots you need. And I guess it's just kind of like skating that line of like, why bother spending all that kind of money? I get it. I like choking kind of like being in the moment and being nervous I guess that that happens but like all the information is is really there and a lot of the knots are actually for your safety and to do things yeah. in the event so it's just yeah it's it's all out there it's that that's I mean ask me this year ago I wouldn't have known what the heck an agogi really was about so it's, everyone has the has access to this knowledge yeah, it's just a matter of finding it. And I mean, I say it all the time on the podcast. The reason I, you know, started my Spartan journey with the Montana Beast is because I didn't do research, and that was my own fault. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone yeah, was asking, like, why did you start with the Montana Beast? And I'm like, because I don't do research. I just said, oh, Spartan, this <laughs> looks fun. Let's go do this. You know, and it started with oh. the the founders' beast of all things too. So it was it was awesome. Um, <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it was one of those things. Once I finished it, it was kind of like, okay, well, I finished this, and I did this one that everyone said is supposed to be so hard, and it was. Don't get me wrong, it, it sucked. But it's like, okay, well, I did this one. Well, then I should be able to do the super and I should be able to do this one. So right. it was a lot easier for me to go to the other ones because I, you know, I'd done the hard one first, but at the same time, I still wish I would have done the research and knew what I, right. you know, what I was getting myself into. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, um, yeah. I, I was the same way. Granted, it was the super in Seattle, which is moderately flatter in comparison to Montana. I mean, I, I did mm -hmm. no research, so I totally get that, but I just, at least for me, like, I would hope everyone else feels the same way, like, your money is valuable to you, that if you're going to be spending a, a good chunk of change to get to these agogis, that I would want to make sure, like, the entire time I'm getting my money's worth out of it, not to go there and mess up on a knot, so. Right, especially yeah. before you even started. Oh, wow. Totally. Well, and, and that's... <laughs> Actually, one of, I remember crawling during the death race the whole time, and I was like, you're not going to fucking quit, Rachel. Like, you spent so much money to get here that you're going to finish. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that could be a driving factor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> hmm. Do either one of you have anything else that you want to add to the to what we're talking about or yeah. I don't have any other comments. Uh, I was trying to think. I've already talked to Rachel once. I was trying to think if there's anything. Right. What else have you yeah, got to? Yeah, I think that uh gosh, I think she answered all my questions and mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like endurance is a weird area that it's it's not for everyone. But 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of like the little ugly like stepchild that no one really wants to talk about, but is there. <laughs> it is, but it's I I I don't do endurance as much anymore. Like I've said on other episodes, just because I feel like I'm one. I need to to get back to losing the weight and where I should be, but it's still one of those things that you know that's fun. And I would like to do right. it again, but yeah. So. Right. Yeah. It's a blast, well, but it's kind of one of those things I need to get back into it. Well, and endurance is always like a gray area that I know I've seen how it's transformed over the last year that I've been a part of it, at least in Spartan. I, it's odd because you'll have like big burly men drop out of events where like small little females will do better at it than them it's it's weird like there's no right and wrong necessarily um i i think it's like hard to train train for too that i mean races it's like how fast can you do things where endurance it's not necessarily about quickness so it's yeah. interesting right. <laughs> carry heavy things yeah, it's not it's, <laughs> it's different areas it's kind of like you know when i do uh um my branch for death. When I'm running the the Spartan races, I mean, I'm a bigger guy, but I make up my time on a lot of the the heavier obstacles that other people have issues with. You know, like right. the the Herkhoist. I have no problem with the Herkhoist because of my size. Right. I weigh more than the I weigh more than the weight, so I can just lift it up and go. You know, where other people are struggling <laughs> because it's trying to pull them up. I'm just like I weigh enough that I don't have to worry about that. But <laughs> You know, some of the other ones, right. it's easier for me because my size, but then people get me on the, the you know, the running portion because obviously I'm not good at that mm-hmm. part. But it's, and I think that's the way it was with endurance. Endurance is kind of, you have the big burly guys like me sometimes that have issues because there's a lot of team stuff and they throw like running in there and we can't keep up with that. But then right. you have a lot of the carry stuff like the one that I did that was the bucket carry for four hours. I didn't have a whole big yeah. issue with that because it was that's what I'm good at. So, right. That's what I like about the Spartan race is endurance. It's it takes a different type of athlete. You almost have to be, I like to call it the hybrid. You you mm-hmm. have to be a runner, but you also have to be muscular at the same time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not Spartan racing at all. <laughs> I mean, obviously, none of the <laughs> pro team are big, big huge people. <laughs> No, no, but yeah. and that's one thing. And I honestly, I've I've talked to people about this before. I think Spartan really needs to go to for like the elites and stuff like that. Like a instead of the burpee penalty, to a you have to complete the obstacle. Totally. Just because it's so many times, for in my opinion, anyway, you see the guys that'll be like, okay, I'm not even going to try this. I'm going to test the obstacle and then I'm going to run over and do my burpees because I know I'm fast enough that I can catch this guy that does make it to the obstacle, that I'm going to use my speed and, you know, on the running portions and catch up to everyone because I had to stop and do, uh, do burpees. And I think it would just add a little bit, a different challenge to it because now all of a sudden you don't have that option. You have to be able to do some of these obstacles, which I think a lot of them don't even really try. I'm not yeah. going to call anyone out, but I've watched some of the pro ones where you've, I've literally watched them like run up to the tire and like touch it and be like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm going to go do my burpees. Well, that's kind of what makes me sad about, like, endurance not having, I mean, there's never going to be a pro team for endurance, but 
it just sucks that it's no. like to, to be in a community that is not recognized and i feel like like we're running ourselves into the ground and it's eh, okay cool but look at protein <laughs> yeah 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 and i mean really you look at a lot of the protein a lot of the protein racers are built for speed not for for muscle totally no. yeah and i think it would change a lot of the sport if you made it so that you know it wasn't the burpees that they actually had to make an attempt and actually do the obstacles because then all of a sudden they would have to start training for you know to be able to lift heavy things right so well and i think it's interesting too like the biggest muscle that you i don't think you can necessarily your mind for endurance i mean not to get all like mm -hmm. philosophical on you but like some people just like can't or won't necessarily and i think you can kind of tough it out for a super a beast is a little bit harder um an ultra can't really tough that one out but like your mind is going to quit well before the comfort zone of your body yeah and that i think i don't know again i mean I, i'm sorry i keep talking a lot about <laughs> endurance but i just like that, look at other people know. in the endurance <laughs> I look at other people in the endurance community and it's just amazing like what we can put our bodies through that some people will never touch with Spartan racing, which, yeah, I mean, again, yeah. different athlete, different motive, but yeah. And it is, it's different athlete, different motive, but I mean, I get what you mean. I mean, it's one of those, you know, I've said it before, you know, on the podcast is I, I'm more impressed by people, you know, who go out there and do something they can't do or not that they can't do mm -hmm. can't's the wrong word that people say they shouldn't do or can't do they're like i don't think you can do that and you're like well, i'm gonna go show you that i can and right i'm more impressed by them like people that you know go out of their comfort zone like you going out and doing that you know the death race i mean you know and the agogis i mean what you did the agogi and then it wasn't the death race less than like a very short time after the agogi yeah, it was like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you didn't even really have time to, like, recover from the gogi and you were out there doing, you know, the death race. And, I mean, that's pushing yourself to your limits. And right. you see so many people that are, like, good athletes that never actually push themselves to that limit because their limit's farther out there than the rest of us. Or they think it is, you know? You know what I mean? Like, right. for me to get out there and be, like, a beast most people look at me and they're like you can't do that and i'm like well i'm gonna go do it anyway but you know an athlete and I, I like i like to try and find things that push me out of my comfort zone and that's what i think a lot mm -hmm. of athletes they uh, you see a lot of athletes that'll do like the sprints and the supers and like i'm not ready for a beast it's like you're not ready for beast because that's what you told yourself right mm -hmm. you know if you just jumped out of your comfort zone and went for it you'd probably do perfectly fine you know, and I think that's why a lot of people don't do the agogis and don't do the 12-hour hurricane heats. That's why I haven't done the 12-hour hurricane heat. I don't think I'm ready for it, you know. But it's it's stepping out of your comfort zone and just being like, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to train for this. I may not be completely ready for it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And if I fail, well, then I'm going to learn something so that I can succeed next right. time. And people are so afraid to fail that they won't even attempt. You know, it's like failure is just a horrible idea to them. And it's like, 
Failure is just another lesson. You know, yeah. you learn from it and you make sure you don't do it again next time. You know, yeah. Right. Well, I think like committing to these events is half, half the reason. I mean, a lot of, yep. a lot of people, I think that's, I don't know. I go back and forth between like, obviously Joe overlooks the death race as well as Spartan, but they're two totally different like kids, essentially like they're siblings, yep. but uh, that, siblings, but like different. the death race, yeah, the the death race, like you never know what's going to happen that you can prepare and you can prepare as much as you want. But again, always circling back, like, like life, like you can prepare as much as possible, but once you're there, like you have to make a choice of like, I can walk away or I can keep doing this. And, um, I mean, the death race, we, we, crawled, we crawled around for 12 hours for Christ's sake, like. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to that to be honest that sometimes no. like you're faced with these events that have these interesting tasks that you just have to do them and I think removing yourself from that and like looking at the bigger picture of just it's an event period it's going to end at some point like either by choice your choice someone else's choice or by actually finishing the event um, that I always say like no one is really ever ready for an event period. Um, I think signing up is a great like thing. It helps you hold you hold yourself accountable, but I wasn't ready for the agogi that I first did. Um, I wasn't ready for the death race. I don't think anyone really is ever ready for any event, but you just kind of have to do, go do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I, and I agree that, you know, signing up is, I mean, signing up to have the battle. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, yeah. for me, it's one of those, if I woke up tomorrow morning and there was a Spartan race tomorrow morning that I was supposed to and I hadn't signed up, I would I would probably still go do it, but I'd really question it. But if I'm already signed up for it, I, I, I have to. I've already signed up for it. It sounds dumb, but it's like, well, I've already signed up for it. Right. I kind of have to do it now, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, well, yeah. It's interesting, too. I mean, my biggest thing is like these endurance events are always such a huge chunk of change out of your pocket that it's funny the death race the entry fee last year was five dollars yeah so everyone that signed up i mean i flew all the way from oregon we had people come in from like the uk that it cracks me up because i think that is what keeps people most accountable is themselves I mean, yeah, it'd be great if you had like a $500 entry fee hanging over your head to kind of nudge you a little bit more. But we had, I want to say, like 100 people sign up for the death race with $5 that we only had 50, 60 show up that like, I mean, stuff happens. I totally get that. But 40 things didn't happen. Like some people chose not to go. Exactly. And I mean, it's one of those things that's, that is the hard part. I know for me, because I do a lot of volunteering and I get free races. One of the things that bothers me the most is if someone's like, hey, I really want to do one. I'm like, you know, I'll give you one of my free races so you can experience this. And then they don't show up. That to me is huge. That's, that'll guarantee that I never offer you another one. Because it's like, yeah, they don't get that. This race wasn't just handed to me. I worked, I volunteered, I did whatever. I earned that race and chose to give it to you. And now you waste yeah. it. 
So it, it's kind of, that is one thing that will just, yeah, will anger me to no end. And it just, yeah. you see that a lot where it seems like people really don't think about, you know, what you did to get them a race or that they signed up for the race and it's like, oh, it was only $5, no big deal. It's like, yeah, but still you signed up, you should go, go do it. You know, take the chance. And mm -hmm. too many people I think don't. Yeah. They well, just don't want to take that chance. To where people's priority, priorities are. I mean, uh, like everyone comes from different backgrounds, but it is interesting to see how people do get to races and things that people go through to be able to race and like going international and like close ones and all of that, that if you really wanted to, you could make it happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of times that, you know, you never know what, what people are going through. I mean, people come up with the, and it sounds really bad to say this, but the lamest excuses for not doing it. It's just like, Oh, oh totally. you know, uh, I, uh, I, I drank too much last night. I got a hangover. Well, that's, yeah, I've got a hangover, <laughs> hangnail, or a hangover. It's like, oh, wow. I mean, you know, I've known people that have gone out there and raced with, I mean, I, I did Hawaii with my foot in a boot because I'd already paid for the race and I was there. I paid for the race and I was there. I'm like, I'm going for it. I'm going to try it. You know, I DNF'd, you know, the beast, but I went out there and tried. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Norm pulled me off the course because I missed a cut by 30 seconds. I was not happy, but <laughs> yeah, 30 seconds. I but it was one of those like, at them. <laughs> yeah. What was so funny too, is he was looking at us going, look at you. And I'm like, I started like this, Norm. So let me go. And <laughs> he basically said that if there wasn't, and there was like six of us that all hit that spot at the same time. And that if it hadn't been everybody there, he probably would have let us go. Yeah. You know, but it was so many people, and he's like, yeah, I can't, you know, I let you go. I got to let them all go. So it was just kind of like, oh, killing me. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I tried. I went anyway, and that's kind of it. It was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm like, okay, so I hurt my foot, whatever. My doctor says I can do it. I might as well attempt. If I don't make it, at least I tried. Mm -hmm. You know. And you see too many people that are just like, nope, I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like at least make an attempt. Go for it. Try. Yeah. You know, you never know what's going to happen if you don't attempt. You know, and that's kind of the thing that drives me nuts with some people. Is just, so they're like, yeah, nope, I ain't going to do this. Or even like, just try the people who you're, who you're going to meet. I mean, all these workouts that we have going on each month, it's like I meet new people every time that it's like, oh, you mm -hmm. were here last month. Cool. Like, I didn't know you lived in Portland or I didn't even know you lived in Oregon. Like, yeah, it's great. To, I think everything happens for a reason as much as us crazies want to get out there with boots and do dumb things. And <laughs> yeah, well, and you never know. I mean, it's, I can't remember. There was somebody that we were, I was talking to one day and I've known him for three years. And we were talking about that. We do workouts at my house in Puyallup and they're like, you live in Puyallup? Like, yeah, dude, we've known each other for two and a half years, and you didn't realize that I lived, like, two miles away from you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's just funny how it's like you, you don't put, you know, you don't think about that stuff. But now how close we are to each other and how we could work out and do stuff together. But, oh, yeah. And it's always. Well, I, I was in. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, like, I, I was in the airport last week wearing my GR1, and this guy just walks up to me, mm-hmm. and he's like, I love your backpack, and shows me his GR2, and it's just like, you have a community with people. <laughs> like, as simple as the backpacks yeah. you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, been... I don't even know where you're headed or where you're from, and we have the same backpack, and this is awesome. <laughs> I was in a, an airport in Salt Lake City, like, two years ago on New Year's Day when stuck in the airport because of the snow and ran into like three other Spartans because I was wearing a Spartan shirt. <laughs> yep. And they're like, oh, really? And yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. You know, and you just start talking to them. I, I mean, you, that's what's great at these events. Even if you show up alone, you never leave alone. Yeah. 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 Because that's um, actually how I got really involved in Beast, especially um I posted on the Hurricane Heat page, and I was like, you guys are cool. I live in Portland, so, like, let's hang out sometime. And I think it was Zane I was like, hey, like, come join Beast OCR. And that's how my first 12-hour Hurricane Heat went down. Um, went with Zane, Lorenzo, and Patrick because my dad doesn't do any of the endurance stuff. So I was like, I at the time, I think I was, like, 23 I couldn't even rent a car, like had no idea how to get down to LA to do this weird, weird thing I'd signed up for, but there's always someone out there crazy enough to go along with you. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's just it. It's like, I was talking to somebody the other day about going to Montana this year and they're like, well, I don't know if I can get, you know, drive over there and do this. And what am I gonna do about a place to stay? I'm like, you can post on the beast page right now and say, Hey, I'm going to Montana. Anybody got room? And I'm pretty sure you can find somebody who would give you a ride oh, yeah. plus, you know, a place to, a floor to sleep on. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. In this group, I mean, it's amazing. Even just watching, like, even not just the Beast, but, like, West Coast Obstacle, or West Coast Spartans on their page. I've seen it yeah. all the time. Hey, I'm going to this race. Anybody got a spot? And it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. It's an awesome thing. Or that experience that you think, like, not necessarily was neat, unique to you, but I remember someone posted the other day and they're like, this is a really dumb question, but I can't get over this starting wall. What's going to happen? And I was thinking, like, this has to have been asked before. Like, I didn't even think, like, what happens if you can't get over the wall into the starting crawl? And I think it was, like, 200-plus comments all being like, you have a Spartan next to you. Who cares if you have friends? Like, someone's going to help you. That I'm just like crazy like that's so awesome no it is uh, i know i've i've had a couple times at the start wall where i basically stood there and like with my leg out and just had multiple people just go go over you need help yeah. step up on my leg go you know and they're all looking like, like really question. yeah 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 and you're looking at me you're like why why are you even looking at me like this is a question just go <laughs> Yeah. I'm all excited for race season. <laughs> oh, I am too. What's uh, your first race this year? Um, I'm doing Muddy Valentine, I guess, in like two weeks-ish. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. some Are you guys road races. I'm not. I wanted to, but I, I'm not going to be able to travel down. I've yeah. got my, my February is jam-packed with teaching, so I'm teaching so much it's cool. insane. So I think I have something like 250 uh, first aid CPR certifications to do next month. So, yeah. Um, are you doing that, the beast one that's coming up next yeah. month, I think, too? 
Yeah. yeah, I'll be there. I need to get well, actually, certified. <laughs> I think I got, got, I would check. I think Brandon moved it to the next month, uh, to okay. March, because both of us didn't think about the fact that we're volunteering for, for Spartan on that weekend. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. God. Neither one of us could be there because we'll be volunteering for Spartan. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think he moved How about it to that? the next month. The trail race, are either of you going to try one of those? I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to be doing the, the both races, the, the super and the sprint, and I'm just not sure. If, I mean, I live in yeah. Shallop. I can go do a trail race, like, any weekend I want. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> For free on your own, too. <laughs> yeah. I can go do a trail race wherever I want and as far as I want for free, and it's like, you know, why would I skip the obstacle one to go do a trail race? I just, yeah, it's not something. I think I'm, I'm sticking to the obstacles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, I want the obstacles. Dang it. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm gonna volunteer all that weekend just to kind of get a bunch of codes to use the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, see, I do, I do the street team. So I have a bunch of codes, which reminds me, I need to I need to redeem those before I lose those. So I have a bunch of codes yeah. that I I get every year, and the only thing I got to run into is now my kids don't race anymore, so he's using a bunch of my codes, and it's like, oh, I'm like, you need to start volunteering yourself, kid. Go get your own codes. <laughs> you get a code. You get a code. <laughs> yeah, like, go get your own code. You're not using mine anymore. Because I mean, he's 16, and last year he he got a he got his first trifecta last year, so that uh, that made me proud. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it was it was hard talking him into Seattle, the beast, because he did the super, and he was like, oh, no, yeah. if you're gonna add, yeah. you know, five miles onto the end of that, nope, I ain't doing that. And I'm like, no, it's a completely different race because the super's a muddy, nasty mess. But in October, it's dry. It's not as bad. So it took me a lot to talk him into it. So. Yeah, but that's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> you finally did. With selection kind of owning the last half of my year, I'm probably not going to do the beast either. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just because I want the I want the triple trifecta. I missed triple last year because of Hawaii. You know, there being no races. Oh yeah. Stupid land. But uh, I got the double, and I got, you know, so I want to get a triple again. And then, yeah, I, I think, and I, and I hate to say it, but I think next year, depending on kind of how things go, I might be focusing more on, like, local and some of the smaller races and a little less traveling. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. My, my bank's hurting a little bit. Well, I guess my teeny tiny wallet is hurting because of all the racing <laughs> I did last year. And that's just it. It's like, like I said, next month I've got like 250 first eight CPR certs. And the only reason I stack so many up is so that I can have extra cash to basically totally. afford to race this year. <laughs> it's like I, I need to supplement yeah. my income somehow. So I've been doing <laughs> a lot more teaching than I usually do. So, yeah. <laughs> now, Jeez. it gets spending. You know? Yeah. It does. Yeah, oh, this is my so first year not getting up past. Yeah. Yeah, they're spendy. I thought about it, but I see I've never paid. I've always volunteered enough to get in all my races. So it's kind of mm -hmm. one of those, but I've never had, because in street team, if you get enough volunteer hours, you get a pass. 
but I've right. never hit that threshold. So, but I've always had just enough that I can I can cover all the races I want to do. So, right. yeah. So, yeah. So, well, we pushed this almost to an hour. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, we we've kind of gone all over the place, which is fun. I love these ones. That's why I always tell you when I don't have yeah. a script and I don't like whatever because. I don't like a forced. I like just a conversation between friends. So you seem to get right. much but more out of that. So Yeah. All right. So we we are at about an hour, so we should probably, you know, end this soon. Um anybody got anything in closing? Any any last thoughts? Anything you want to let the listeners know? Hmm? Anyone? Thanks for listening to me for an hour if you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> our, our crazy ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything, Kim? I just want to thank Rachel. This was a lot of fun. And um, oh, and one last thing is uh, our team's uh, event, Ghost, is coming up. And I think you're doing that, Rachel. Yeah. I, I, I am. Lead it. I'm sorry. I'm helping lead it. Oh, oh. you do. Oh. I, okay, yep. I thought there was something. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. So, so be gentle on me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the extra heavy something to carry down. I <laughs> no, <laughs> no. This is gonna be a lot of fun though. So, like, everyone out there, you know, if you hear about this, sign up because it yeah. is gonna be very cool. It's gonna be epic. It is. I'm gonna be yeah, there, but I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be there at Beastnet, so I'm gonna be interviewing you guys in the middle. So uh-huh. and all I'm gonna get you guys all messed I mean, up. Like, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, a lot of delicious oh, wow. answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, gonna be really cool. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Great. And there's camping and food and yeah, it's gonna be great. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Great. All right. Well. No. Oh, no, just thank you to both of you, and it's been a lot of fun. This has yeah. been. Thank you both for, for, for joining. And, yeah, you guys have a great evening, and I will talk to you both. I guess I'll see you both at Ghost. There you go. Sounds good. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.